Madness Man, and we're here today talking about religion. Of course, we're going to continue our segment on religion and just, you know, just get bounce some thoughts off and, you know, just relax and vibe today. Today's a vibe. I noticed with my um, podcast is I kind of tend to get into like a teaching mode and kind of more of a monologue, like a, a, a uh, how can I say, like a um, speaking engagement. Like I'm doing like a, you know, town hall type thing. I gotta get out of that. So today I'm just gonna just chill, bounce some thoughts off. Religion, right? You know, it hurts me. I talk about it because I grew up in it. Once again, just a reminder, I grew up in it. Mother and father, Jamaican culture. I, just, I always uh, reiterate that the Jamaican culture, it, I mean, it, it's tough. Because that's all they deprive on. They, the religion is a big thing in Jamaica. On every corner every other corner so every two block radius is a church so it shows you how much the faith is influential to the lives of jamaicans and it was in my mother and father's life and it, it kind of reflected on me i grew up in it so and i always had doubts i just it just didn't make sense a lot of contradictions a lot of um just mishaps that it just didn't make sense to me the dancing feeling the holy ghost the preacher offerings how preacher making all this money and look snap you know look nice and savvy while the saints look poor struggling trying to figure it out so you know what i mean and then as i grew older i just never understood how one of the biggest questions was to me <laughs> was um like why are we living like this if, if if jesus christ and god was this person and he's real and he's all for the oppressed and for his people. Why are the oppressed? Why are we struggling like this? Why are we getting oppressed? Why are we getting marginalized and not getting opportunity? How, why was there slavery? Why did he let his slaves go through this? And you know, to combat that, a lot of black the black religion. See, we talk about the black religions. Christianity. That's a north north. That's a um, European religion, hands down. No no argument about it. And so. I just say the black church because we took that religion through slavery and we re renovated it to benefit us, to suit us in our everyday struggles in life. In religion, uh, people don't understand that during slavery, plantation, slavery, transportation, slavery, when a white man gave us that religion, they, um, we, that was a, you know, that was a, uh, a joyous time re rejoice time for us because that was the days sundays <clears throat> were the days with slaves where we could rejoice where we can be glad and we can like have free we wasn't working on the plantation mind you they to struggle bit up by mosquitoes dropped out dead from starvation from rehydrate from hydration from um like i said uh mosquitoes and like sickness and diseases and we used to drop out a lot. So the plantation, we used to work hard. We talking about eight, seven in the morning, eight in the morning, so like five, eight at night, straight hardcore, not, you know, eating good. So Sundays were rejoiced days where the slave master would give black people a day to worship and be work, not working and congregate together. Whereas if somebody would be with their wife, maybe, you know, fornicate, drink, drink some juice, but the point is you have to work and you y'all y'all can congregate amongst each other. And those were in Rise Sundays and the religion was so special because in our culture, 
that that was a time to be free and, and have fun, sing songs. Of course, we would do the veneer of preaching, you know, have sermons, preachers and stuff and rejoice and dance. But the main thing was dancing, music. You can just be amongst each other and just be one. And that was a happy day for us. Most importantly, people don't know was that was the days they were playing slave rebellion, rebellions or escapes. That was the date, so that that's why they always had like a, a house Negro that would spy on them, so they can go back and tell the master. But for the most part, those Sundays were special. I'm saying all that to say that it started over time. It started getting what water. It started getting polished up, and we started getting a little organized. Where we said, "Look, we have this religion, and this is our day of praise." To the point where we took it and made it a made it a, a day of appreciation. See, people don't understand that. Why we why we why we take on the Christianity faith so much? We all know it's a contradiction. We all know it's stuff that don't make sense, but it's a it's a culture for us because how, what it done for us during slavery. It was our day of freedom. It was that one day we felt like we had hope. It was a faith, and unfortunately, that trickled down till today with modern mankind, where the black religion does the same thing. You know, it's so crazy, right? With me. Like I said, I'm just bouncing. You know, it hurts with me, like, my thoughts on it. And I know a lot of people have feelings about this, but they just can't address it because they don't want to hurt their peers, their family members. They don't really want to... They don't want to let people know how they really feel because you're going against the world order. You're going against the grain. You're trying to reinvent the wheel of what's been set for hundreds and hundreds, centuries, centuries of years. But, like, the religion, the black religion, man, I'll tell you, it, it, it's a... It's like an insurance policy, man. Let's be keep it funky. It's like an insurance policy. Uh, you know, you talking about something that it told you, don't worry about the oppression, don't worry about the police brutality, don't worry about poor people on the streets, black people on drugs, us living in the trenches, projects. You see white people on yachts and TV, people getting. Don't worry about all that. That's vanity. You know, this is not your world. You will go to heaven. You don't have to worry about it. That's the insurance policy they just sell. You don't have to worry about this. You're going to heaven. This is not your world. Don't worry about this world. This world is temporary. That's my days tell me all the time. This is a temporary world. My place is in heaven. And all and and, and that and what ended up happening with that insurance policy? That made them weak. That made them not want anything in life. It's a religion that's how I say it's an insurance policy. The preacher and the church gave you this insurance policy said, look, man, everything you're going through on this earth right now, it was meant this way. It was meant for you to be a slave. It was meant for you to go through this tough times. Because guess what? At the, in the end of the day, you're going to go to heaven. And the people that's living on heaven right now on earth, they're going to go to hell. And that's the that's insurance policy. And we, we, we end, unfortunately, because we have no, we can't do nothing about it because we're so divided. And we don't want to unify to change, have a revolution and change it. We accept it and say, you know what? To go through our pains and sorrows, our everyday struggles, we're going to accept this religion because it just it gives me hope. It makes me feel good. It's like it's like it's like a drug. When you take a drug, it, it takes you away from the the real hardships and the hard uh, um, burdens in life. That's why I say religion is a hard pill, man. It's a hard pill to swallow. That's what religion did for us. Life is a hard pill to swallow. I want people to understand this. Life is a hard pill to swallow. We go through depression. We go through mental health. Um, we go through, you know, suicidal rates. 
we go through we just go through a lot in everyday life raising kids trying to make ends meet not worrying about getting hurt beat up by the police arrested pulled over worry about your woman taking you on child support to combat all these things all this this religion will save all your problems that's what that's why we go to church this religion will save all your problems if i gotta solve life problems on my own that's the problem we think about if i have to solve life problems on my own when you hit your reality say look all the life problems that come with this life of being black in america being poor being being unfinancially stable that's a hard pill to swallow so what are we told reality kicks in and we're told what just in you know how did we endure it jesus the christ not that's that's not christ it's the christ that's the title by the way christ jesus the christ will revenge my battles that's what he's remember he's to say that he will revenge your bad don't worry about it he just killed your family he just he just shot you don't fight back just forgive him he will he will jesus will revenge your battles jesus will make everything all right put you in the right place and you know that's something that we just can't deal with so i want to go and just talk about let's just talk about the bible a little bit right i, I did say i want to talk about the bible this week um <clears throat> last week i didn't really post anything publish anything but let's talk about the bible right i want to talk about a lot of the contradictions in the bible like i just want to know like how do we let this happen like how do we let this go over our heads let's be real people people not to hurt anybody's feelings but let's just be honest how many of when we read the bible and we actually remember the stories told in the bible a lot of the um infamous quotes and chapters that it, it reiterated and voiced in the bible how many of us be like damn that just don't we never question to be honest we never question it even though we know it sounds stupid and it just don't make sense because being in reality right now and seeing what's going on how can it's like we can't even relate to it how can we relate to part in the red sea you know how big the red sea is when you look on the map you know the red sea coming from africa right there going towards like iran and in saudi arabia and in the mid-east going over there to israel and all that stuff like do y'all see the do you know how big the red sea is and actually somebody parted it with a stick or a sword threw it in the ocean and like you know it's like how do we let this get to us the sacrifices certain battles in the bible like uh, how do we fall for this and you know what's so crazy is that we never questioned it the bible we never question it we just take it for what it is because it's so preached and it's so praised upon off of the norm off of the masses so it's like if you question it you will get backlash and you will get you know crucified modern day verbal crucifixion so you just you just bite your tongue but you know deep inside i mean what the hell is going on like for example we're talking about i, I mean i can go it's so many stories we can start of course the old testament is a lot of stories in the old testament and we just like we can just you know genesis being the, the derivative of it like noah like think about this this was one part of the world but yet god flush out the whole world of all evil and took Noah and his sons brought his wives and took two pairs of animals think about this took two pairs of animals he built mind you he built up the boat by itself and mind you this boat remember the size now i can't quote a quote for quote but 
and I should Google it real quick. But I'm not going. You know, a lot of time when I do this podcast, I go off of just intellect, what I know naturally. Know the Ark was basically like built like a Titanic, like like it built it was built like a big ass yacht, and this one man built it. Do that, like, huh? Not a not, not a company of people. This one man built it. Look at the years. You know what's so crazy? Um, Abraham. Abraham and Sarah. When Abraham that begot Isaac and then begot Jacob. You have, you remember with the age? Noah. Noah lived all the way up to fucking 900 and something years old. Now, I'm assuming, see, we believe that like 900 something years old. They really was living that long back then. This is when I was young thinking. I'm like, dog, 900 something years old. That's how they was living back then? Oh, they was blessed type thing. They was, they was something happened back then. Then I thought when I was like older, like that don't make sense because the average person lived to about 85 maybe. You might get a lucky person that might live to 120. I think Guinea's Book of Records. So I really had to question it to the point where I think, you know what, maybe in the Bible they just had the calendar different because this is back then. So maybe the calendar was different. So maybe 930 years meant really meant back then uh, uh, nine, like three, like 90 or something. That's what I was thinking. Because remember, they have a quote in the Bible that say square, um, six square or something. That means like 30 years or something like that when they used to tell like the count, like the days. But let's just go forward. Abraham and Sarah. Remember when they said but Sarah could have babies for um, Abraham and his his um, his uh, side, his his mating, his side chick that Sarah gave him that bare children. She had a child and then she was upset. Try to Ishmael and try to take away the child. Like they basically say, you have to leave. And God blessed her and said, Sarah, I will give you a child. And mind you, Sarah was like eighty to ninety years old. And they they admitted, said, look, I'm old, Father in heaven, I'm old. I, how can how is this possible? Oh, I'm gonna bless you. A woman had a baby at ninety years old. We we don't see that nowadays. So how can we believe that? Let's go further. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just gonna make it fast and simple. I'm just going through a couple of stories, couple of contradictions that made us believe. Like, how can we believe the nonsense that goes on? That, do I love this? Don't make this clear. Do I love the stories in the Bible? Absolutely. I love. It's it's like a test, like a bedtime story. Sometimes it's good. To, it's like a movie. It's fascinating to, to see action and just see stuff that's unreal and fascination of, oh, you, you, you kill a hundred. Like you see a man with a sword. And just start knocking off a whole bunch of men like David crew, David army. And when he talk about in Chronicles, how they talk about his army being so strong, Uriah, a Hittite, um, with the three captains where they slew 300 men with one strike of the sword. And it's like, whoa, this man's powerful, like a fucking Avenger type thing. So I'm just thinking all these contradictions, but let me not get off trail, but let's just go in order. Just so we got Abraham. Why about why about Sodom and Gomorrah? When they run in, when they when they fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah because they was faggots, and Lot and them was running, and and they said, "Don't turn back, because if you turn your head back, you're going to be turned to a pillar of salt." What? Pillar of salt? What? But nobody can get. Can we even? Can huh? Moses. You go to Exodus. Moses led mil one one man with Aaron, his brother. But well, let's long story short, he had a stick. He threw the stick. The stick turned into a snake. 
He had frogs come. He turned the, turned the river and the, the waters into blood. And the most important thing, this is the biggest, the biggest one that I don't believe we really believe this. He parted the Red Sea. How big the Red Sea is. He parted the Red Sea. A man threw a stick in the ocean. Or in the sea. I'm sorry, in the sea. And part and it parted. And then walked millions of Israelites. Millions of Israelites. He walked them right back to what's the name? Right back to Israel. And then soon as the Pharaoh ran Pharaoh, whoever the Pharaoh is, tried to come get him, he got washed in the water. And we believed it. I mean, <laughs> yo, Jonah. I'm just going through some of the things. Jonah in the whale. Jonah was in the whales. Got eaten by the whale and was in his system for three days. Come on, people. Come on. Just hear that. Like, you know what I like about being a Rasta? Being a Rasta is, is, is significant because it's it's a way of life. It's not more of a religion. It's more of a spirituality practice. You kind of just sit down. Just, we, we live off of logics. We live off reality. This is what it is. If I go in, we live off reality. If I have a gun right here in front of me and I, I cock it back and I pull the trigger, it's going to go off. Not know I'm blessed. I, I'm anointed. I'm feeling in the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to cock this gun back and test to see if God want me to go. And then think that if I pull the trigger, it's going to jam. No. The odds that it happen is not, unless it's very slim. We believe in, we live in reality. If I go outside and I go rob a bank, I'm going to get caught. If I go outside and and shoot law enforcement, I'm not going to make it out. Logics. If I if I'm dealing with a girl and I'm and I'm I'm having sex with multiple females unprotected, dirty females females that's that's promiscuous unprotected i'm going to catch some and not and not washing myself i'm going i'm not going to be blessed and say well you know god gonna bless he'll he'll wash me away from all sickness and pain no if i get sick i have to go to the doctor i'm not going to go home and pray hope that i get some ginger lime honey tea and it would just cure me no COVID's not doing that right people going they feel sick they're going right to that hospital so it's just like the logics that rastafari taught us that based in life based life off of what we have today we know that females it takes nine months you might be premature you might be a little overdue but for the typical female nine months is your pregnancy but bet you go what we do we go into the bible and what ended up happening? We got women having babies when they 90 years old. We got virgins having babies. Mary had a child. Mind you, she with Joseph. She's a virgin. And she has a man. Joseph. And God gave uh, Gabriel the angel, breeded her or whatever, put a spirit inside of her. And they said, this is the son of God. We believe this. And had it bear the child. Mind she's a virgin. Joseph said in the Bible, How is this possible? Me, you never I never known you. And yet you have a child. 
this 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 is a misconception. This the stories now that we had to go for is like it's, it's special, it's real. Yet we never seen it in American history. There's no note of this in modern day time. So why would we that's what I love about Rasta. We go off the logics. Can't believe we're talking about Samson in Judges, right? Seven dreads. He he uh he was a um Israelite killed the Philistines. He was fighting the Philistines. He took he t- killed thousands of people with a uh, with a what is it, what was it a, a a jawbone of a um ox ox jaw um, um body bone. It's like huh, one man killed thousands of people with one bone. Like it's like it, it sounds fascinating, but it's like just to sit down and analyze for a second. Jonah and the whale. Daniel in the lion's den. A man got thrown into the lion's den. Remember back in the Greek-Roman days, they had gladiators and they had the lions. You put this man in lion's den with lions, two lions, but God blessed him where he wasn't the one. He wasn't the one. He was anointed, and the lions bowed down to him and just, and just it was quiet. Say, I'm not hungry. You, you're good. You're not the bad one. And then as soon as he tell the people that set him up to get put in the lion's den, when Nebuchadnezzar found out and sent them in the lion's den, the lions just ripped them to shreds. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. And we believed it. What's that? Um, <clears throat> the, the firing furnace. Meshach, um, Abednego, and um, the ne- whatever the next one is. The three of them. Meshach, in the, whatever the three is. They denied Nebuchadnezzar and said, we aren't worshiping you, worshiping our God. And they put the furnace up to the highest levels. And they went inside a furnace and and came out unharmed. We believe this. (laughs) We believed it. I'm not going to go too far. I just want to just, like I said, I just want to have some fun with it real quick. I, I just is on my mind and I'm just... I'm freestyling right now. I can't just get, like, we believe, like, just think for a second, people. We can go on for days. I mean, I can go back into Genesis with Joseph, with um Jacob and his kids, the, the tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes, and you had Jacob. His brothers were jealous of the relationship that Jacob, that Jacob loved Joseph so much, gave him a coat of many colors. And they sold him to the Egyptians. They went out hunting and everything and what ended up happening. They sold him to the Egyptians, took his coat of many colors, killed the animal, spread some blood on it, and then gave it back to his father and said he got killed. Who does that? Let's be real. Your brother, I mean, regardless if you jealousy your brother sold some, huh? That Like Abraham sacrifice Isaac his only child because that he wanted to show how much he loved God first of all use your common sense the gift of, the gift of man is giving the gift of life I mean the, the God's gift is life that's that's the biggest gift of all things to give life why would God put you in a situation that he would want you to sacrifice the life that he gave you the blessings he gave you to show how much he loved him instead of sacrificing anything else 
I just I can go on for days. Uh, you know what? You know, you know what's another one too? Is Moses when he remember he fasted for um forty days and forty nights on Mount Sinai when he got the the, the uh, templates for the Ten Commandments, which is under the Egyptian it was really forty two commandments. They um let out they um erased they didn't they cut out thirty two of them and that's real life stuff. But like let me I just want to look this one I want to look up right. How long can how long can a person a human live live with out water I, i'm about three days here it is clearly the body needs lots of water to carry out many essential functions such as balancing the internal temperature and keeping cells alive as a general rule of thumb a person can survive without water for about three days but guess what people moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights no meals nothing 40 days 40 nights i want to end off with um let's go into the new testament because now we're going to go into the nitty-gritty we're going to go into the new test i also want to mention this is the last thing i'm gonna touch on the contradiction this is the biggest contradiction is resurrection bringing people back to life oh yes and here go the thing jesus christ wasn't the only one that came supposedly resurrected he brought somebody back to life but guess what and guess what in kings watch this now in kings there were there were other people kings that brought people back to life king first kings elijah the prophet he raised somebody back to life like this i'm trying to tell you the contradictions now hey this is regular human royalties that was a king that had powers everybody had powers back in the day bc to have all these powers do all this miraculous and miracles miracles from 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 moses abraham isaac jacob samson king david king solomon everybody had all these remarkable talents powers but we see that not one person we know today that died not one of our ancestors one of our prolific figures from marcus garvey malcolm x nat turner nobody ever returned after they were gone not one we don't have no case of it but yet we had a lot just a regular person not jesus christ this is a regular person he raised people back from the dead you had the prophet elisha in kings second kings elisha raised a shumanite woman's son from the dead like i mean you can go and guess what you can go in i want y'all to co contradict me go into first Kings 17th chapter go into second kings fourth chapter 18th verse and read about it prophet elisha and the prophet elijah they was raising people back. they was kings they raising people back from the dead and then we go to jesus oh yes the, the messiah yes the messiah yes yes lazarus lazarus was dead for like three or four days he was smelling like his body was decaying but yet this man he came and said, look, instead, 
told his disciples, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is the God's glory so that the God's son may be glorified through it. A couple of days later, Jesus told his disciples that Lazarus had died and he promised a resurrection. I am going to there to wake him up. When Jesus reached Bethany, four days after Lazarus' death, Lazarus' graven sisters both greeted Jesus with the same words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus, speaking to Martha, promised to raise Lazarus from the dead and proclaim himself to be the res resurrection of the life. Look it up. Is there? John 11, look it up. Jesus Christ raised somebody that was dead for four days. I'm going to end it with this, the contradiction of Jesus Christ. We're talking about a man. I, I'm sorry. I Look, I am sorry. Look, call it what you want. I am the honest man. I am the messenger. I have a message. I am a spiritual person, and I, I, I was lied to. And the best I can do is get y'all out of it. Christianity is nothing wrong with practicing a religion that unifies you and make you strong as a group, as a whole, to make you be progressive. But unfortunately, this religion doesn't do that. It hurts us. It makes you passive. It makes you not want anything. It makes you play victim in life. You you dependent on something that's never going to come. Once again, let me just finish this. I don't want to get upset here. We're talking about a man that turned water into wine can you can, can we find somebody even when the army are magicians and these illusionists like david copperfield can you do that we're talking about a man that took to what it was it two five fish it, it was two loaves two all right it was let's say it's five fish two loaves of bread or either it was two loaves of bread I mean, of two loaves of fish and five pieces of bread. The point is, he took five fishes, two bread, two loaves of bread, and fed five thousand people. Hello, he made that work. Where you? Oh my! I can't believe. Yo, that was the. I, can y'all believe? Please stop this. Please, please, hold on. Let stop it. Rewind. Two fish, five loaves of bread. Or five fish and two loaves of bread. I forgot which one. Like I said, I'd be freestyling, but I'm you know I'm on the right track here. Two fish and five loaves of bread. And he used that to feed five thousand people, yo. And we believed it. It was miraculous. It was like amazing. Like, how could he do that? He had the powers. He raised somebody from the dead. That's one. He walked on water. He walked on water. Peter seen him and said, Is that and almost drowned? By seeing him, oh my gosh, that's our Jesus, that's the Messiah, walking on water. How did he do that? Where did he come from? Now watch the finisher now, watch the finisher. He did all those miraculous things. But yet, we have no statue. We have no proof of him being here. We have no, mind you, they got a statue of Julius Caesar. He was the one that put the hit out on Jesus Christ. Told Pilate, and said, yo, who is this king of the Jews I'm hearing about? They have pictures of Serapis. They have pictures. They, they have sculptures and, and artifacts from 10,000 years ago. Way before Jesus Christ was even mentioned. Before even his great, 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 grand, whatever was born. And they have statues of them. But yet this one man that was 
that was miraculous. You didn't even take time to say, you know what? Let's make a painting of him. Let's scope a sculpture of this person because he is amazing. No, no miracle has ever been done. And we don't have no artifacts to prove it. But yet we supposed to. But yet with all the technology we have, we supposed to believe that he existed. I want to end off with this. I want everybody to go to their Bibles and go to the. We talking about the rapture, Jesus Christ coming back, because a lot of us, we're going to be here. Unfortunately, a lot of us believe that he will come out from the clouds and come take back his people through the Armageddon. Good versus evil. Come from the clouds. Basically, Matthew 24. I, I want to go. Let me. Uh, I'm going to Google it. I don't, I don't have my Bible in front of me. So we're going to Google it. Matthew. Matthew. Um, 24 chapter. 32nd verse. Verse. Cause I, I want to read. I'm just going to go on and I'm going to read it. Right. See if it gives it. See if it gives me. Um. All right, I'm, I mean, I, see, that's what I'm trying to say. I'll be freestyling. It's because I don't even, you know what I mean? Let me see Bible verses, Matthew 24, chapter 24. All right, destruction of, okay, here we go right here, 24th chapter. I'm, I'm Googling that. I don't have my Bible in front of me. But I want to go straight to the point where you talk about the rapture, when God is coming back. Immediately after the stress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will get not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the son of man in heaven. And then all peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn the lessons from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and leaves come out, you know the summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, this is getting to the part here. This is it now. 33rd verse. When you see all these things, you know that is near right to the door. Watch this now. 34th verse. Truly, I tell you, this generation. Remember when I said this keywords, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Well, that's true. because This word is still going on 2000 years later, but. Here the 31st verse, truly I tell you, this generation shall not pass until all these things happen. But y'all, we never analyzed that. This gener he said this generation. That means the people he was talking to 2000 years ago. Whoever Matthew, whoever was talking to that crowd, that's who he was talking to. What why did we take it upon ourselves to believe that he was talking to us? He said, this generation, that generation, how many generations happened after that? He said that. Mind you, this was from 2,000 years ago. How did we take this and made it seem like it was re reflected upon our life? 
This is the rapture. This is what we waiting for. We waiting for this to happen. Jesus Christ coming one day. But they said this generation not passed. How many generations passed? How many of our grandmothers waited and never got to see that day? But I want to end it with that. I want to thank you for tuning in. For those that did listen, I went a little above. But when you're in the moment, time fly. So just, um, like I said, tune in. We're going to give you some more content. We're going to give you some financial stuff on Monday. Take care of yourself. All right? Bless up.